do that. I have enough room on this computer to do this. Okay. Um, so should we go to immersive view? Sure. Well, who's that behind you? I like that. Is that Calvin? It's Calvin's oh. baptism. Oh. Okay. Immersive. I'm going to start this. <laughs> this is great. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I love I love uh, Blake's I love Blake's uh <laughs> It's awesome. Okay, here we go. Party on, Todd. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. And, and party on, Blake. He won't respond because he's eating his drink. But party on, Blake. Yes, as well, you can see, back, Blake is Podge. on an adventure. That's right. He's uh, storming the shores of Starbucks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome back, Podge Casters, to another episode of the Party on John cast. The most excellent... Uh, podcast where we talk theology, music, what we're drinking, and just otherwise righteous and awesome topics, whatever comes to mind. So I'm absolutely. So I am the Reverend Angel of Death, aka Reverend Sal, uh, ordained teaching elder in the Presbytery of the Highlands in northern New Jersey, uh, in the valid in the Presbytery of the Presbyterian Church USA, in the validated ministry of Hospice Chaplains. So, thank always, you. Validate always me, need. please. I always, I do, I do need. It. I, I'm self-aware enough to admit that I do need to be validated. True story. Well, True I story. am the Rockend Reverend uh, Todd Laddick, uh, and I'm an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, serving in the Skylands District, serving in Newton, New Jersey, serving a congregation that used to be on higher ground than Sal, but Sal's no longer there anymore, and so I'm on higher ground to nobody. We're we're co-heirs in Christ now. We're co-heirs in Christ. So so um so here's the here's the deal. Like you can look around and we're in the haunted halls of Halloween, but this is a Christmas episode. But you know what, folks? It's always Halloween around the party on John Cast. Let's just say this is the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that brings us to our Hebrews segment. Hey guys, how do you know that? How do you know that God loves coffee? Because he had someone. Definitely not Paul, but someone write about it in the book of Hebrews. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every that joke time is not going away. Never goes away. Um, and uh, boy, we have a lot of room in this empty hall here uh, for extra yeah. guests, but they're not probably going to manifest themselves. <laughs> but uh, Sal, uh, I guess, uh, um, oh, we're going to have to... Uh, we're going to have to let Blake back into the immersive view. 
There he is. Okay. There we go. So <laughs> he escaped the halls. Uh, so anyway, uh, what are you? Uh, so I guess I'll start first. I'm drinking. Uh, I was formerly drinking uh, uh, the blueberry pomegranate refresher. And the reason why I picked this to be my drink for the day, though I couldn't help it, it was too good. And I finished it before we recorded. But the reason why I picked it is because I had said on this podcast that Dunkin' Donuts created it. It's like crack, and then they removed it. They have since brought it back. So I'm not sure what the reason was that for, you know, whether it was intentional or they were out of it or uh, what, but it's back. Pretty sure they pretty sure they did that on purpose. I, probably. I would not put it past them. So, um, so, so for my second choice, then, Poland Spring. So sparkling water. What are you drinking, Sal? And I'm sure we'll hear Blake soon. Yeah, we'll hear Blake in a moment. But for me, I'm actually, uh, I have a visit to do locally here in Morris County. So uh, I'm at Panera. So if you hear the background noise, I apologize. So I am at Panera. Uh, but I'm drinking Panera's light roast coffee. Uh, Panera coffee is actually pretty good. Um, it's at least a step or two above the, the death swirl that I normally drink. That is Dunkin' Donuts. Um, closer to closer to Starbucks than Dunkin' Donuts, but you, light roast. You know what I think? I think I think Panera. I mean, I think Dunkin' Donuts has to have a station um, at uh, on the Death Star. I think the fact that they they create the Death Swirl. Uh, or death swill, whichever one you want to call it, uh, coffee. It's got it. They have to have a Duncan on the Death Star. I think that I think the Death Star runs on Duncan. I think so. And they definitely could use the Angel of Death as their you know, marketing they could, tool. They could. I'm available. <laughs> they could use the extra extra cash. Yeah, you're 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 cheaper than most uh, chaplains too. I think I've heard. So yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a win-win. There's there's Blake. Perfect, perfect, timing. perfect timing, Blake. What? Uh, so, what are you drinking, sir? Uh, I am drinking uh, a very large uh, Starbucks. Um, just the cold, the, the not even the cold brew, just their iced coffee. It's uh, my go-to uh, sweetener. Yeah, yeah, just a venti iced coffee, black, uh, no sweetener from Starbucks. I have to make sure to specify the last part, otherwise they will douse it in their simple syrup. No, oh, they will. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was intending to sit outside at the uh, the tables and chairs they usually have out there, but everything is gone. So now I am uh, we'll be doing this from the car, uh, oh. which is just fine. I won't, I won't be moving anymore. I'm just going to kind of sit in the Starbucks parking lot. But here yeah, we are. your car has become the table. It is. It's mine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, have you ever had the nitro cold brew? Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, good yeah. yeah, I like their, their nitro cold brew is good. It's one of the one of the few things my wife will have cold too. I got her hooked on that stuff for for yeah. cold coffee. She's generally a hot coffee person. I, on the other hand, am a uh, iced coffee year round person. Okay. Um, if, if I buy from a store, it is almost universally going to be iced. Okay. So, so, venti cool. ice, venti ice coffee was non-fat milk is my go-to at Starbucks, yeah. and I um, try not to drink a lot of milk. But every now and then, I treat myself to the nitro cold brew with sweet cream, um, which is delicious. But it's also, you know, 
hundred thousand calories with the sweet cream. Right. This this guy with this beard, he does he does uh, nitro cold brew just straight up, man. Just straight up like Guinness. So good. Uh-huh. And you get the foam all over your. Oh, it's just like. And then you get pulled over by a police officer, and you're like, "No, Ossifer, I was not drinking a Guinness while driving down the road." <laughs> No, seriously, look, it's my Starbucks cup right here. <laughs> so, I guess that brings us into our most excellent music segment. Restaurant Starbucks edition. restaurant edition. Starbucks yes, and Panera. Both different establishments. Yep. Starbucks and Panera. Yep. Um, I'll go first. Um, so being that um, we're going to drop it in December uh, in the midst of Advent, uh, I'll go, go with my yearly Advent album, which is uh, Andrew Peterson's um, Behold the Lamb of God which is a great, great album. Uh, find it on wherever you play your music. Um, it, it pretty much goes through the entire biblical story up to Advent, till the, to the birth of Jesus. Um, and Andrew Peterson is a, is a legit uh, good, like all this stuff is, you know, theologically, biblically sound. Uh, but he has a song called The Labor of Love. Uh, we all know, you know, the, the beloved... Uh, Christmas slash Advent hymn, uh, Silent Night. Uh, but that night most definitely was not a silent night. Uh, I think the three of us, for sure, can attest being fathers and being present for our wives giving birth that um, labor is not, number one, silent uh, or uh, not clean and definitely is full of pain. So uh, labor of love kind of uh, talks about that. Uh, the lyrics are, it was not a silent night. There was blood on the ground. You could hear a woman cry in the alleyways that night on the streets of David's town. And the stable was not clean and the cobblestones were cold. And little Mary full of grace with tears upon her face had no mother's skin to hold. It was a labor of pain. It was a cold sky above. But for the girl on the ground in the dark, with every beat of her beautiful heart, it was a labor of love. Noble, noble Joseph by her side, closed hands and weary eyes. There were no midwives to be found on the streets of David's town in the middle of the night. So he held her and he prayed, shafts of moonlight on his face. But the baby in her womb is the maker of the moon. He is the author of the faith that could make the mountains move. Uh, it was a labor of pain. It was this cold sky above, but for the girl on the ground in the dark, with every beat of her beautiful heart, it was a labor of love. For little Mary, full of grace, with tears upon her face, it was a labor of love. So, yeah, that's a. I love that song. I love that album. And he's darn right. It was not a silent night. I mean, we all love that song because it captures the holiness and the reverence of the moment. But the holiness and the reverence of the moment um, should not overshadow the reality of the moment either. <laughs> the reality was messy. <laughs> it was messy from trying from from the get go, trying to find a place to stay, 
and their only option being the street or a stable. I mean, it was messy from that point onward, and um, yep. definitely not silent. It kind of like uh, you know that's why I always uh, always question the left behind theory uh, because supposedly Jesus is going to secretly rapture away his church, but when you read the supposed rapture verse, it's with horns and trumpets. <laughs> Like there's nothing secret about it. <laughs> uh, side note: have, have you guys seen the movie Red State? No. The Kevin Smith film? No. Now I really want to. You say Kevin Smith? I, I yes, like I saw it. I question your ability to be a resident of New Jersey and not watch every Kevin Smith film. But, oh, I've watched. Uh, I've this, watched every Kevin Smith film, but that one. Yeah, I've I've seen it. It's awesome, and uh, your your comments about the horns. Uh, no spoilers, because I'm not going to tell you when it comes. But it's uh, it comes to fruition in a very hilarious and amazing way uh, near the end of the movie. So best, highly recommend. Um, best theological film in my mind that I can think of is Dogma. Hundred <laughs> percent. I just Dogma is a hundred percent brilliance. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but not only have I been, not only have I watched, well, minus red tape, not only have I watched every Kevin Smith film, but I've, I've been to, uh, their secret stash store. So, I mean, you know, uh, anyway, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? <laughs> well, we're talking about the album and the. The, the rapture oh. coming with the horns. Right, the Silent Night thing. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, for me, look at my hair. See, this is why I shave. By, by the way, it's No Shave November, and you can see the hair is growing on one side of the head but not the other, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's my hair. Okay. Um, so this is why I choose to be bald, folks. Uh, if you're going to be baldish, you might as well be bald on your terms. Right, Blake? That's right. What I think. Um, so anyway, um, uh, so for my song, I, I'm going to pick, well, I'm going to kind of recommend an entire album. It's called uh, Christmas, A Ghostly Gathering, which fits the theme of our uh, Halloween background here. <laughs> a Ghostly Gathering. Uh, it's it's Midnight Syndicate is a, they, they do gothic horror atmospheric instrumental soundtracks. And uh, this is their Christmas-themed uh, uh, soundtrack, and they're just—they're brilliant musicians. But but this album captures the spirit of Christmas, but throws it into a haunted house. <laughs> if you could, if you could picture traditional Christmas, especially traditional Christmas hymns, in a haunted house. Uh, you've, you've got kind of, uh, what this album sounds like. It opens up with the Christmas overture and it goes through all the themes that they're going to do on the album, but they're discordant. So it's like, dun, 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 you know, it's like, like very off, <laughs> like, and they're playing like these discordant chords together. And it's just like, like, and you really feel like, like this may be uh Christmas time with Krampus. Uh, rather than Christmas time with Santa, <laughs> but but there's this one song on it, uh, "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen," and it is the most brilliant take of that song I've ever heard in my life. It is so, it captures the spirit of that song in, in a way that no interpretation of it 
that I've heard has in the past. Uh, again, completely instrumental, but they did a, kind of a Chris Tomlin thing where they do God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen and they play with that theme, but then they go out into this like re- refrain, even though there's no words, out into this like refrain where it's like like you're almost in the, the realms with the angels as Christ is born. It's It's just so glorious. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Like from a gothic horror atmospheric band, this is what they produce with God, God rest ye merry gentlemen. I'm like, I, like I found myself worshiping Christ, not only the Christ child, but Christ the Lord in this song. Like when I was listening to it, so, and my mom had the same feeling. I, I shared it with her, and uh, and then she wrote back telling me like, oh my God, this is what I experienced when I was listening to this, and like so, I'll, I'll definitely share it in the episode notes. You guys should check it out. Really, really good. Right. So how about you, Blake? Yeah, um, so for Christmas albums, Christmas music, uh, the I I haven't quite gotten there yet. Uh, though I mean, Thanksgiving is basically upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that I go to every year for worship planning for the Christmas season are um, all the entire uh, collection of Christmas songs that August Burns Red has done. Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, Sled. I think Sled and Hill is the album that they most recently released with all those on it. I think that's great. But the one that I really, really love the most right now is it's called The Midnight Clear. It's a various artist from I think Tooth and Nail, mm. um, and it's got um, some of the best takes on the traditional Christmas songs I've, you'll ever hear, especially if you like the metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, continuing uh, to lift up and repeatedly lift up the. Uh, the uh, goth synth uh, metal alp uh, uh, Kyrgyz church. Uh, I just 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 love it uh, so much. So those are the kind of the three I'm going to be leaning on heavily through this Christmas season. Um, so those are those are kind of where I'm where I'm keeping my eye. And uh, recently, kind of rediscovered the band OK Go because my daughter likes to watch music videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And theirs are just completely off the wall and bonkers, and she thinks they're awesome. So we've been listening to them a lot. Um, Sweet. This is a kind of a fun little aside, but cool. Share share those things with me, and I'll put them in the uh, episode notes for sure. Will do. Cool. Well, um, that brings us to our, I guess, regular topic for today, which is going to be light and fun, since we've done theological advent before um we'll keep this light and fun and today we're going to discuss our favorite christmas movies and there is just a small reveal here for those of you who are not patrons i am going to be revealing something pretty cool pretty exciting something that only the patrons will get to hear and get to see and so uh if if you are interested in knowing what that is uh you know it's called patreon and uh, it's five bucks a month. Uh, we have the link to our Patreon account in our episode notes, and I highly encourage you to go there, support us. It's literally a latte a month. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's a nitro cold brew. Not asking much. So, um, so yes, yes. What 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 Blake is drinking there a month is what it would. That one drink there a month is what it would cost you to to support us. Yep. So here's to Blake. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so um okay so uh who wants to go first well, i guess well who wants to go first i'll go i'll go first because we're gonna gonna trade off and 
you know, no specific order. They're just our favorite Christmas movies. Um, classic. Uh, one that I quote every time I'm asked to do grace at the dinner table by my family. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. With a, yeah. Every, the, rub-a-dub. The, every year, Anytime we're at a family meal, I'm always asked to do grace. And so I always quote the scene you know, where they're at the, the table and they're about to carve the, the turkey and Aunt Bethany is asked to say grace and she's half deaf. You know, grace, a blessing. And she says, grace died 30 years ago. So whenever I'm asked to do grace, I always say grace died 30 years ago. And homage to this movie. But it, it is, it's, I mean, it's one of those classic Christmas movies. It's National Lampoon's Vacation Series. And, you know, just great stuff. The, yeah, just great. The, the RV outside, emptying the RV into the, the sewer. And the, the climax of the movie is he thinks he's going to get this big bonus check. And it's, uh, you know, gift certificate. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I'll go next. My, my favorite... Uh, well, this is one of my favorite films, uh, and I will be watching it on Black Friday, as I always do. And this, of course, is Krampus. To me, uh, the, the just golden standard of uh, American Christmas, uh, <laughs> where uh, Krampus, of course, is, is not a, an American tradition. That is a uh, German and, uh, you know, Northern European tradition. Um, but, um, but Krampus, of course, is the alter ego to, <laughs> to Santa. In fact... Santa's naughty and nice list really developed um, out of uh, blending the Krampus and Santa myths together. Uh, So, uh, you know, rather than, you know, the night before Christmas, Krampus takes all the bad children to hell. (laughs) And and, uh, Santa brings the nice ones gifts. Now Santa just brings you coal. (laughs) But, but, yeah, so, so, like, Krampus... uh, the reason I'm, I watch this on Black Friday every year is because the movie starts off on Black Friday, and it's it's beginning to it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go, you know. And as there's as that song is playing, the classic version of that song is playing. You've got like people like just running through the stores, trying to break the doors down, beating each other up, punching Santa in the face on on Black Friday. And I'm thinking to myself, Welcome to America, Merry Christmas, folks. It's all about Christ here, isn't it? It's all, it's all about the Christ Child, and of course. In you know that's how the movie opens up, and of course then you go home and you find out that the family that in the home you're in that you're following is a very dysfunctional family, like most American families. <laughs> and, and and before you know it, Krampus comes and uh, all hell breaks loose, literally. But it, it's it's done in the style of like Gremlins or or you know like it's it's horror, Ooh. but it's more f- family friendly horror. If you know maybe not for too young of kids, but. Yeah, teenagers and and up, uh, maybe even a little younger than that could handle it. Um, so yeah, but great, great film, love it. Oh, uh, and just just so just so you can know how much I love it, uh, let's go here. Uh, so yeah, so uh, here I'll go to gallery view so you can all see. But here we are. You see my background, Krampus, folks, Krampus. 
And so now we're going to go back to the immersive view because that's a lot that's a lot fun. A lot more fun. So here we are. Okay. Okay, so uh how about you, Blake? Well, um I will go with um sort of traditional uh traditional suggestion. Um con- you know, it's, it's it's deemed controversial that you know, a Christmas movie is what you want a Christmas movie to be. Uh, and I, every year after Christmas Eve is done, even last year when it was a video recording on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of Christmas Eve day, I, uh, I watch Die Hard and refuse mm-hmm. to accept that, uh, refuse to accept that it is Christmas until Gruber has fallen. And I will post every year on my Facebook, yeah. Gruber has fallen. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, Gruber, Gruber's falling is, is the clocking in of Christmas. For sure. That was that was my second my second movie. Yeah, find find another now. find uh, another song in that film, soundtrack or otherwise, that isn't Christmas themed or Christmas related too. Like it's you can't watch that movie and not be in the midst of Christmas in that movie. It's throughout yeah. it's not possible. It doesn't matter that it was released in July. It doesn't it doesn't matter that it's an action film. Nope. It is it is nope. it ticks the boxes of Christmas movies everywhere. Yep. Also yep. was my was my introduction to the world of hip hop um, through uh, through Argyle. Um, I had never heard hip hop before, and then I watched Die Hard, and I realized, hey, there's this other kind of music I might like. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's the tried and true every year, and then at some point during the Christmas season every year, I will watch what is my reigning favorite Christmas movie, which I think will quickly become yours, Todd. And it is called Rare Exports. Yes, I want to see this. I'm so excited now. And Yes, and it is a Finnish movie, which means you know it's going to be good and weird. Yep. Um, and the basic premise is it's like an ad. It actually really is best started uh, on at the beginning of Advent because it's a countdown to Christmas. Uh, the whole movie is a countdown to Christmas night. And, uh, you know, it's... You know, the, the the basic premise is that this American mining company is blowing the top off of a mountain because they have found something precious. And then all of a sudden, strange things start occurring and strange people start showing up and endangering the local populace. And uh, I will not ruin the end for you, but uh, it's just phenomenal. Uh, my Danish friend showed it to me. Um, after I showed them Troll Hunter, um, which is another one of my favorite uh, Scandinavian classics, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an annual thing for me at this point. Uh, my wife doesn't watch it; she can't handle it more than once every five or six years. But uh, for me, it's an annual one of my annual rewatches for sure. We'll definitely uh, be checking that out. Sounds like right up my alley. Which, uh, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, Sal, I'm going to throw one in and go back to you then. So yep, since we're on the theme of uh, Christmas horror, movie, horror movies, um, uh, you have to check out um, – uh, well, there's a couple ones you have to check out. You have to check out A Christmas Horror Movie with William Shatner. Um, and that is an anthology film that follows four different like groups of people. And, uh, and William Shatner is a radio, uh, late-night radio host uh, who's half drunk and you know leading people – in a, in a narrating kind of way through the <laughs> through the the anthology, but it's done brilliantly. Um, it's just it's it's a mix of comedy and horror, so it's like a black comedy, really. 
but it's it's but it's it's definitely got uh, horror and gore in it, and it, it gets over the top at some parts, but not in a way that not in a way that is too over the top, but just just um, just in your face kind of stuff to to make it more horror. But like, but the, but it's such a cool storyline, and the way they blend all f- four stories together into one like overarching thing is really really neat. And I won't give the I won't give away the ending either because uh, you will not see the ending coming. It's pretty. It's one of those endings. It's pretty cool. Um, th- but the other one is Kr- uh, well, I already said Krampus. The other one is Better Watch Out, uh, which is a Home Alone type horror movie um, that is a bit black comedy as well. And that one does get over the top. Like, yeah, yeah no, it takes it takes some of the things like from Home Alone, and then shows you what have really what would have really happened to those people. Like, say, if a paint can com- came swinging down at your face, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's that sort of thing, but it, again, great film. <laughs> Just like you have to watch it, and like you will not regret watching it. I promise. Okay, Sal, your turn. Sure. Um, before I mention my next one, to add to the controversy of uh, Die Hard, um, is it okay to watch it before Thanksgiving? That's another. Throw um, that into the mix. But, uh, well, sure, anyway. it's okay to watch it any time of the year, but it is a Christmas yeah. movie. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, I could watch anyway. Frosty the Snowman in June if I wanted. Hey, uh, so another good Christmas movie is uh, Bad Santa. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's like a dark comedy with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Plays a uh, plays a mall Santa and uh, very dysfunctional mall Santa. Dysfunctional is one way to put it. <laughs> and they plan <clears throat> they plan to rob the store that he's been a mall Santa in. So anyway, just a good, very dark, dark humor. Definitely not a family movie. Yeah, definitely not a family. <laughs> hey kids, let's go watch the Santa movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bad bad idea to take your kids to that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It, the other, uh, the other thing that's coming up for us is, uh, as I am sure you know, the uh, the season of the cheesy Christmas romantic comedies is upon us. Yes, of course. Hallmark. Hallmark. Hallmark and Lifetime. And yeah. so here's the deal, though. Uh, my wife and I watch them a lot. And it was made better by the advent of something my sister-in-law created two years ago, which is a bingo, uh, a, a random generator bingo card spreadsheet. And so the, what she's done is collected all of the tropes that these movies consistently mine for their movies put it into a spreadsheet that will randomly generate basically an infinite number of bingo cards. And then you sit and watch the movie trying to get a bingo. Um, it makes them much, much more enjoyable. Uh, and so my, my wife is about to have our second child and she is very, very excited about getting to uh, go through um, maternity leave and watch as many of these as possible. Yeah, um, awesome. but it, uh, it does. It, it makes them quite a bit more enjoyable to watch. Uh, I was gonna say you have to do something to make them more enjoyable to watch because they're basically the same story every movie. Every yeah, basically the same story every movie. But like the, the it is fun to just kind of like 
I mean, it's almost like hate watching a little bit, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you just kind of watching, you know, so like, you know, is she a marketing executive? Is he an architect trying to build a new rec center? Because that happens so often <laughs> that you're pretty much guaranteed to check it off of your bingo card. <laughs> that's so um, awesome. Well, that's yeah, what makes so the bingo good. work. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it is a, it is a ton of fun, and like there's also like seasons where there was a uh, I guess lifetime it was a lifetime or Hallmark I guess one year every movie they made had snowstorm Megan, um, and so like you would get a check for every time you get snow you know snowstorm Megan uh, in the on your scorecard. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's it definitely it's definitely changed my ability. Initially, I made fun of my wife relentlessly for watching me all the time, but then yeah. with the scorecards, I thought, oh, this is actually pretty enjoyable. Oh well, yeah, um, that, so, that makes it fun. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll throw in, uh, this is more on the religious side, uh, but there isn't a Christmas that I go without watching, uh, usually on Christmas Eve, uh, The Nativity Story, which came out in 2004, I think. Um, and I just love the realistic approach they had to The Nativity Story, even though they are blending Matthew and Luke together. Um, they mm-hmm. really do it in a way that is... I think truthful to both Matthew and Luke, but also uh, truthful to the times and the context in which Jesus was born in getting a, a real view of what like the middle Eastern Herod would have looked like. And they didn't pick somebody who looked white, you know, <laughs> they didn't pick somebody who looked white to play Joseph. In fact, Oscar Isaac, love that guy. Oscar Isaac plays Joseph in that film. Yeah. So, right. So, Yeah. I just saw on Twitter that there's. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the new Dune movie. Oscar I have not yet, but I want to. New Dune, and there's there's you know the sort of the he does the self sacrifice thing in the Dune movie. So there's comparisons that you know he was in Nativity, so he's kind of been in those savior type movies before. So yeah, yeah, it was an interesting comparison. That's right, he's in Dune, isn't he, Oscar Isaac? Yeah, great actor, yeah. man. I love him. Yeah. So. Any other movies, or are we movied out? Well, I think well, you can. Got have... Well, I've, I've got I got one, one more too. It's not specifically a Christmas movie, but my wife and I will routinely go on our Apple TV to the new trailers just to see what's popping out there. Mm-hmm. There is soon to come out, I believe, on Black Friday itself. <laughs> A new Bruce Campbell zombie movie called Black Friday, where the shoppers turn to zombies and try to destroy the store staff, and it just goes completely insane as any you know Bruce Campbell movie should. This is awesome. This uh, this is true. definitely a holiday movie. And I thought, really and I was like, I have to, I have to tell Todd about this. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yep. When what um, what's it coming out on? I think it's coming out this Black Friday, so like next Friday. On which subscription or which channel? I I don't know. I didn't see that in the in the trailer. Um, But I mean, you might as well just plan to buy it on Apple TV as soon as it releases because you know you're going to love it. Yep, of course. Um, Black Friday, twenty twenty. No, Black Friday movie. That's what I'll do. Yep. Yeah, and it, I mean, it looks it looks like an absolute an absolute ton of fun. Um, 
It's coming out this Friday, actually. This Friday. This Friday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it going to be in theaters or is it just streaming? Um, I'm looking that up right now. Uh, It'll be in theaters as well. It will be in theaters. What? What do you know? What it's on? I'm not finding that. Uh, where can I see Black Friday movie? That'll probably answer the question. On Disney? Mm, no, not Disney Plus, right? That can't be right. That can't be right. Watch Black Friday on Disney Plus and Hot Star VIP. That can't be right. That's wow. gotta be. A, that's gotta be a different Black Friday. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure our guests uh, don't want to hear us like bantering about not finding something on Google, but it's on there. We'll figure it out. Check out uh, Black Friday. Maybe on Disney Plus. We'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm having a hard time believing Disney Plus picked up a Bruce Campbell film. Drastic departure in Disney Plus's brand uh, brand I think it would be a very drastic departure. Yes, uh, I I mean, hey, I'm all for it, but I'm sure most people won't be. <laughs> um. So okay, uh, and you were gonna have a movie there. You said you have Well, you can't you can't go through Christmas season without watching Elf. Oh, Elf! Of course, oh, of course, Elf. Uh, and and I'll even I'll even throw in. Uh, there's a couple of classics I like. Uh, my wife and I always watch "It's a Wonderful Life," which I think you could watch. It, it. The funny thing is, is while Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie, the only thing that's really Christmassy about "It's a Wonderful Life" is the very end sing when they're singing "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." Like that, that yeah. film takes through all different aspects of his life, all different times of the year, and it's the end that really is Christmas. So you could really watch that film any time of the year and it would be appropriate. Um, I love, um, we also watch white Christmas, which is another classic that, uh, yep. that I grew up watching and I, I really, really love. And of course, home alone. I can't not watch home alone. The original. Alone. Yeah, I can miss, I can miss the Donald Trump sequel and all of that stuff. You know, I don't need that. Yeah. Uh, Muppet, uh, yeah. Muppet Christmas story is also a, that's a Christmas morning watch for us every single year. Um, I also highly recommend uh, looking up the Brett Goldstein does all of the songs from a Muppet Christmas story in six minutes video. Um, so Roy Kent does a Muppet Christmas. It's amazing. Okay. Roy Kent. Well, Ted Lasso. Uh, Brett, Brett Goldstein, but Roy, Roy Kent from uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Brett, Gold, Brett Goldstein is the guy's name. Okay. And so he just kind of, and, and what's amazing about that video is it's the only time he's ever done it. And he just did it from memory. And nobody in the crowd knew it was going to happen. But it turns into this really special moment where everybody starts singing along with him because it's such a it's such a fun little bit of joy. It's really great. Yep, I found it. Cool. I'll, I'll check it out. Sounds awesome. Any other any other movies for the good of the order? If you can get your hands on a copy of it, the uh, Star Wars Christmas or holiday special. <laughs> yeah, yes, and that that's memorable for the wrong reasons. <laughs> that's right. It is. It is on Disney Plus. Yep. So. It's a part of the expanded Star Wars cinematic universe that they have on Disney Plus now. Yeah, wow. That was that was the first real introduction of Boba Fett. 
Yes. Ooh. Yes. That's right, because that was after the first that was after the success of the first film and then they came out with the second film which she was in. Mm. Well, it was a it was a, it, it did not go well with critics or viewers when it first came out. Um, but all these years later it seems appropriate that you can view it on Disney Plus. They tried to do a good thing and nowadays they pull it off much better, but you know. Star Wars and Christmas stuff. <laughs> While there's definitely parallel themes, uh, they don't really blend so well. <laughs> well, I will say, I, I have often considered, I get the urge to watch Star Wars every Christmas because USA used to run them back to back to back yep. for 24 hours on Christmas Day. And it makes so sense because, yeah. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, it makes sense, because, I mean, whether you look at Anakin, who was the one that was supposed to come and deliver them, or you look at Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, as that, that you know, extension of that, that coming hope, that, that Messiah-like figure, um, I mean, the, the themes are definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, to me, I think about it a lot in terms of just the tradition of it, because I, I, I have clear memories of waking up and watching the first one while everybody else was sleeping. I'd get a little bit into Empire in time for us to go up to my grandpa's house. By the time we got back, Empire would be finishing again, and then I would watch Jedi after everybody went to bed. So that was kind of like my Christmas day. Um, you know, and so that's just, to me, there's just a tradition, kind of a, a natural urge toward it, which, you know, all of our churches have these natural urge toward things that have probably have nothing to do with Christmas, but we did it every year, so it counts. Yeah, yeah. I think this is so cool that we're like speaking from picture frames. Right? Right? Like, I saw this, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> Very cool. Are they trying to say I have a big head? Is there a reason why they gave me like a big picture frame? Like, are they trying to say really? that I'm like I'm elongated or something, or like you know, I have a big head? Are you just force force perspective? <laughs> what was that? Are, are you the host? host maybe. <laughs> maybe I am the host, so maybe that's why. <laughs> that may that may that may make sense. Yes. Um, but there are other big picture frames in here, so I'm not getting why. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's a swipe at me. I'm sure zoom is swiping me. I got it. Swiper stop swiping. <laughs> that, that was a reference to Dora. Sorry. I'm sure you know that. <laughs> so this seems like a good place for us to end our episode and hop on over to our bonus episode. Um, so there are definitely going to be some awesome things to check out in the episode notes. Um, remember that, uh, for just, for just, uh, a cold brew or, or a, a latte or an iced coffee a, day, a month, you could be supporting this podcast and helping us get the good news of Jesus Christ out to the world. Everything we do comes out of our own pockets, except for what our patrons, uh, provide us with out of their generosity. So we would love for you to do that again. It's, it's not much, um, and, uh, it would help us out greatly with all of that said, be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. And uh, I think you have a, a cheers for us. Oh, yes. Skull. 
Skull. <laughs> Rock on.